this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. I mean, every time we try to make this really interesting, it's just an intro. It's just an There's intro. There's just only so many ways I can say this is Claire. <laughs> This is Claire. I'm Ron Burgundy. Oh my God. Can you imagine if we tried to say it at the same time? If you listen to our baking podcast, you know that we can't. We can't. It's so hard. We try. Here's the thing. You guys, recording on Skype, just a fun fact, is way different than recording in person. Yes. So just, just a fun fact, it's really hard to get things to say at the same time. Sometimes we cross talk. I try to edit that. Little fun facts about recording. Okay. So um, how are you doing? I just got up from another nap. I haven't taken a nap in a really long time. So Evie has stopped sleeping. Oh, That's pretty okay. much like Tell the headline. Yeah. I saw from that my post week. and what's going on with her. She's just no being, idea. Yep. She's almost two. Almost two. Yep. There is like a sleep regression that sometimes comes along with being two, which is basically just them becoming aware that like life goes on while they're asleep and they yeah, don't want to miss out. They don't want to miss out. Yeah. The miss out thing is big. Yeah. And you know, so this is like, like, let me be clear. Evie has been the easiest sleeper. Like, I don't even want to tell you how easy she's been because if you're a mom, you're going to hate me. <laughs> and so I'm sort of, I feel like a little bit, this is like k- karmic justice. Yeah for having this really easy sleeper, but it also just makes the fact that it's come out of nowhere feel so much more like a slap in the face. Yep. And so she, up until like a month ago, had been sleeping 12 to 13 hours a night and also napping like two to three hours a day. And then around a month ago, she started really fighting her nap. And it was like, okay, you know, maybe she was only napping like every like she was literally only maybe napping like one or two days a week. Kind of kind of out of nowhere. I kind of chalked it up to daylight savings. Which is like really common. Then suddenly a week ago, she started fighting bedtime, started waking up in the middle of the night and started waking up super early in the morning. So now she's more getting like eight or nine hours of sleep and not napping and like fighting bloody murder bedtime, which she's never done. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what was this like very well oiled machine has now just completely shattered. And it just like not only is it frustrating from like a I you know, like just a standpoint of like it being annoying, but it feels like of all the things that are just like balanced on this tiny needle point oh, teeter totter. Yep. That this is really feeling like it's pushing us and like the stress of our family over that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Where like now, like, you know, somebody is having to get up with her in the middle of the night and go like lay in her room for her to go back to sleep. It took like over two hours to put her to bed last night. You know, she woke up at six o'clock on like yesterday morning. This morning she only slept in because Brandon went in her room and slept on her floor starting at like three in the morning. Like she she wants someone to be with her. She wants someone to be with her. And like there's she's just so stubborn and she's always been very stubborn. Yeah. And so like there's no way to you know, there's like like a lot of kids. You can kind of say, okay, I'll be right back and then just never come back. She is not like that. I'm <laughs> quickly will. learning. And she knows. She remembers. She knows. And she'll stand in her crib and just scream. And like the other day, she screamed so much, I just, she almost threw up. Oh, like she worked herself up that so upset and just like and like some kids, right? And some kids like will scream (sighs) themselves to sleep. Yeah, not her. And 
she is not like that. No. And she's never been like that. Even you know, like we, we didn't really ever have to do cry it out with her yeah. when she was a baby. Cause she just like never really, you know, had sleep issues. And, but it, even as a baby, it didn't work. Cause like she, once she gets going, she just like for all kids. And if you're a parent, you'll probably know what I'm talking about for all kids and all babies. There is a line that they cross where, you know, we're not coming back from this without an intervention. Yeah. Like there's like a, sort of an acceptable amount of just like fussing and crying. Right. And then there's like something is wrong screaming. Right. Right. Her line from like fussing, crying to like, you're not going to come back from this on your own is at the bottom of the scale. Like there's almost no amount of noise she's making that is not like, I'm going to have to intervene here. Right. So. So what's been working? Nothing. Going in there. Just going sitting in with her. Yeah. Which is like, you know, I get it. And like you read all these posts that are like, it's a biological need for them to be with you. And it's like, I get that. But it's more the contrast of like a week ago, she wasn't like this. She's almost two. So she's not an infant who like doesn't understand. She's not like fresh out the womb. Like she, you know, has been fine for right. almost two years. And right. now she's not fine. So, so far we haven't come up with anything that's working. I'm hoping today she was kind of like fussy and like pulling on her ears. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping she's getting molars. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, because yeah. not only would that explain it, but it would also mean that it's like going to be an event that will end. So and pulling on the ears, maybe an ear infection. No. Well, pulling on the ears is like classic molars coming Molar, in symptoms. Molars coming in symptoms. Oh. Because that's where it hurts. Yeah. And actually a lot of times getting molars can result in ear infections, which it did for Miles when oh. he got his two-year molars. He got like a horrible, horrible ear infection. Do you remember that? And we had to go, yes. we were flying to my grandma's funeral. Yes. And he got, had a, such a bad ear infection and his eardrum burst on the plane. Oh, it was so horrible. painful. That happened to me as a kid. It's so painful. Yeah. I get it. It was horrible. And it was like oozing pus. Oh, totally. Totally. So, so, so painful. But I mean, and he's not an ear infection kid. Like I know you had a lot. I had like chronic ear infections. That's the only ear infection he's ever had. Oh, thank God. Yeah. And so, but like, so they can, it can cause that. And, you know, I think it's just like inflammation in that area. Yeah. I'm not looking for advice because honestly. Okay. Yeah. Moms, calm down. (laughs) Moms, like I don't, I, you know, I, I know that you all mean very well and you also will appreciate it when I say that like all kids are so different when it comes to sleep. I'm not really looking for advice because I feel like I have a pretty good handle on like what our options are and those options like this definitely feels like an acute event it's not like we've been struggling with with this for so long we've tried everything it's more like there's clearly something going on here and I think we just need to write it out yeah but it's just really tiring right and you're you know your child and you're not I like the specificity of saying I don't need advice I'm just talking about the situation right I don't need advice but you know if you want to send me sympathy and coffee I will (laughs) great How are you? How's week two of medical leave going? Week two is good. I'm so, after week one, so we went to my parents for Thanksgiving. And when we got back, we got back Saturday. And I remember thinking, like, I'm so glad that I took two weeks. Mm -hmm. Because when my doctor first said, oh, you know, just take two weeks. I think you really need two weeks. I was like, no, how about one? Because there's just, like I said before, so much going on in the office. But I'm so glad I just was like, you know what, I really need to unplug. Because after the first week, like, I feel like I really learned to unplug. And now I'm like enjoying the unplugging. (laughs) So I feel like the second week is just kind of like, really going to make me so much better going back to work and not like having to take more work off in like January, February, if things go downhill again. So I'm feeling good. Mm -hmm. Rest has been huge. I cannot overstate how important it is to just like let your body heal. I'm not good at that. I 
I'm someone who's like, I want to do, I want to do this, I want to do that, and always go. So this has been a huge lesson for me. But like, I did Legos at my parents' house, and that was great. I've been right. painting. I've been doing the. I did the paint rocks today. I did painting uh, some rocks. You guys, I'm not good at it, but I'm getting. <laughs> like, you don't have to be good at it. I know. I'm like, like making it super simple. I'm like so. I'm so self conscious about my art artistic abilities. So I'm like, just making it real simple, putting like cute little messages on there. So I'm gonna keep doing that. But like those types of things are like good activities for me because I feel like I'm doing something, but I'm not like. Mm-hmm running ragged and making myself stressed out. So it's been good. I just feel really lucky that I had people around me being like, you need to take the full two weeks off and like pushing Mm -hmm. me to do that because I probably wouldn't have if it was just me. I'm feeling okay. I think there's times when I'm like, want to feel sorry for myself. And like today I was feeling like I'm not as strong as I used to be. I'm not saying like I'm not strong now, but I'm just not as strong as I used to be. Mm -hmm. And that has been really bothering me. And so I've been thinking lately, like, I wonder if I started going back to the gym, like my CrossFit gym, which they're no longer affiliated, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if I started going back there and just doing like, like I miss picking up a barbell, like doing like strength activities. And I have like dumbbells at my house but they're not they're like 15 pounds and mm-hmm. that's great but I feel like lifting heavier weights might help me and by no means am I like thinking of setting a PR you guys I'm just thinking of like moving in a way that used to feel good and I like want to get back to that so I might I'm a little scared because I was like it's it would be so weird to walk into a gym that I used to be like killing it <laughs> To be like, I can probably barely deadlift 85 pounds right now. Like, that's how weak I feel. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's just kind of the thoughts I've been tossing around lately as far as like movement. and You just think that like, I mean, I I do think the nice thing about weightlifting, if you like are truly just weightlifting, is that it can be like metabolically a lot lower impact, which it sounds like is kind of what your body needs. That's what I need is I like have to watch my heart rate so I'm not stressing myself out um, Mm -hmm. or that my body doesn't recognize it as stress. Like I'm just like between 120, 130 is like my max right now. And if I get Mm -hmm. higher than that, I just try to drop it really quick. And that's just something I'm doing. Like my doctor hasn't told me to do that necessarily, but I just know, well, actually she, my naturopathic doctor just said, please just, just walk. Like you can hike, Mm -hmm. you can walk, but don't run, don't do anything that's like super, super sprinty right now. But I was like, weightlifting doesn't really gas me unless I'm doing a wad, which I'm not going to do. So right, you're not going to go do grace. No, like if I was just to do strictly barbell stuff, then I think that that mm-hmm. would be really good for me. So I'm thinking about getting back into that. I'm probably just going to email the gym owner and kind of tell him what's going on with me to be like, look, not that anyone cares, but I'm going to be walking into this gym. I'm not the joy I used to be. <laughs> so right. not going to be ripping the barbell. <laughs> Like I used to, please do not expect that from me. Um, and I know they're fine with that, but I feel like I need to set that. Like my right, goals that's more now, for you to like not think that people. Yeah, totally. Like my goals now are to just lift a barbell off the ground. I don't care what weight is yeah. what weight is on it. I just want to walk into that gym and do some different movements. So I think that, right. that feels good to me. Um, so that's the update. I'm I see my naturopath tomorrow for like our Great. first official appointment of what's going on um, mm-hmm. and what I need to do, and I'm getting more blood test done and I just sent in a Dutch test which is not like the funnest thing to take I thought it was just like you pee on a few sticks and you send it in but you have to like the the day that you take the test first of all you have to take it like a certain day in your cycle um Mm -hmm. and then you have to pee you have to pee on a stick at dinner time and then but right before you go to bed and then if you wake up in the middle of the night you, you can do one in the middle of the night and then you take one the first the like immediately when you wake up two hours after you wake up so that's five of them 
And you can't drink caffeine. You can't drink alcohol, which I'm not drinking alcohol right now because it just doesn't sound good to me, which I think the body is so smart. Like my body just knows like this is not good for you right now, which is, you know, the only things I'm really craving is ice cream and pie works great for me right now. (laughs) Real good. I've ate so much of your pie. I was like, just so much pie. So I didn't drink caffeine. And I was like, dang it, because that's like the one thing I love drinking right when I get up is like a cup of coffee. So that was kind of rough. But yeah, so that's like a big hormone panel. And I think it tests your cortisol. Mm -hmm. So more to come on that. But I know a lot of people are not a lot, but there's a few people who've kind of struggled with the same diagnosis and are interested in what I'm doing. So I'd be happy to share if you have any questions, just email us. So what else is going on with you? Honestly, not much. So my birthday was last week. And I've kind of been trying to think like, I feel like usually we do this like big kind of wrap up episode of like, what did you learn this year? And I feel like this year has just been like such a crapshoot that I don't even have any takeaways. I was thinking about that. I'm like the year in review for 2020 to me is just like survival. Yeah, I think that's how it is for most people. And I think, you know, we're really lucky that for us, you know, like we still both have our jobs. Like we don't have anyone in our immediate families who have been impacted by COVID or who have rather had COVID, like yeah. we've all been impacted by it. But, right, right. you know, obviously I lost my grandma back in May and that was really hard. And I'll, that'll be a defining factor of this year for me. But I kind of has have been more just trying to think about like, okay, going into 2021, you know, this year has just felt like survival mode like we don't know what it's gonna look like and I feel like and I hope that I'm not gonna regret saying this like I don't want to jinx it (laughs) but you know it feels like now is sort of the worst it's gonna get yeah it feels like you know what I mean by that is like it feels like we have a light at the end of the tunnel I don't know how far away it is yeah but it's like, okay, we know that at some point in 2021, we will be on the other side of this. I totally agree. I agree. And I agree. like, whereas for 2020, we've kind of just had to have this mentality the whole time of like, hunker down, stay hunkered down, stay hunkered down, stay hunkered down. You know, and I know that I hope that one of the first things that Biden does in office is pass a restaurant stimulus. Like, yep. you know, I hope that we like, you just can't keep expecting people to stay home and not pay them to stay home. Exactly. And, you know, that's been a huge miss by the, the government and the state governments. Honestly, you know, I know yeah. that they only have so much to work with, but right. it's just been something that I've been thinking a lot about. But I think that going into 2021, I feel kind of for the first time, you know, in, oh, I don't know, 10 months or so that I can kind of set some goals and like really let myself come out of just survive the day mode. And I mean, this next year is going to be a big one. Like Miles is going to start kindergarten, you know. A lot of people have had questions about our au pair. Right now, she is here officially kind of just until January, but we are going to be getting, we are currently pursuing an extension for her. So ideally, she will be here at least through the summer, if not longer. And there's a couple different ways that you can swing that. But right now, they're offering an extension because of the impacts of COVID on the au pair visa program. So I don't want to get too into the weeds in that because I know it doesn't really like a apply to a lot of you. But I have had some people who reached out and said, like, you know, what agency did you use? If you guys have any specific questions for me ever about our au pair experience, I'd be very, very happy to share them with you and like kind of how we went about selecting our au pair and how it's gone and, you know, what recommendations I would make. Because, it, it, you know, I think people's biggest concern is that it's going to be awkward to like have some random person living in your house. So, you know, if that's something that anyone out there is considering, please let me know. But I won't go into it a ton just as I know it doesn't like apply to that many people who are listening. So, but like, you know, she may or may not still be here for all of next year. And um, it'll just be, you know, Evie will be turning two in February, February. which is a big milestone yeah. and kind of leaving like the babiness behind. And, you know, I think next year will be, who knows for sure, but we'll probably be when we kind of make a final call about whether or not we're going to have a third kid. And mm-hmm. so there's kind of a lot on the horizon and it feels good to have a lot on the horizon of like, okay, there's like some stuff is actually going to happen in 2021. 
Yep. I don't know. I, w- I like tried to kind of sit down and do my normal sort of like, okay, what do I want to accomplish next year? And just like nothing came to mind. It all felt so superficial. Like I was going to say, what goals do you have? Like when you're saying like, I feel like I can set goals. Have you thought about that much? I mean, kind of. I would say like my biggest thing with like the biggest, not necessarily goal, but just thing that I want to get back into my life is just ha- being back in habit of movement. Yeah. Like when we first got, went into lockdown, I was doing garage gym workouts literally almost every day. And it really helped me feel grounded. Like, you know, I wasn't making huge gains. I'm just in my work, you know, I'm just in my garage, like with some dumbbells and a jump rope. Hashtag gains. I haven't made hashtag gains in like six years. So Gains with a Z. Yeah, gains. Gains. But like that habit just really grounded me. And so I'd really like to get back to that. And, you know, I think that like there, I have definitely some goals, like get our budget kind of back under control in 2021. We're working with a financial planner now that we're sort of like leaving the also like survive like financial survival mode of having two really young kids like once miles gets into kindergarten our financial situation look a lot different so yeah i don't know there's it just feels like i'm kind of like a, like looking around and like taking a breath of like okay like the future is going to happen <laughs> yeah instead of like there's no end in sight and we don't know if yeah. the future is going to be good yeah well and like not from a doomsday approach but i think more so like i just haven't been letting myself think that way because i right. didn't want to get tired yeah and not only that is kind of like i just didn't see anything that felt hopeful like we were just so in it that we had to be present i didn't see anything in the news we didn't hear anything about vaccine or anything so it's like you just kind of have to get through the day like it kind of was yeah. that survival mode and so so now that we're hearing more about the vaccine and, you know, when that will be coming out and that looks promising for, you know, especially frontline workers, like hats off to you, get that vaccine mm-hmm. and people who are at risk, the more vulnerable population, like that feels hopeful. It's like, oh my gosh, take care of those people. And then- mm-hmm we can move forward. And yeah, I feel like these things are so important to think about, especially with Biden coming into office. Like I'm already seeing Kamala and Biden putting out things that they're working on and, you know, the cabinet and all the people on their team is like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. And it's really, really promising. So I feel like that is so important, especially with COVID Mm -hmm. that we have this leadership that's taking it seriously and and hopefully helping people like small businesses and restaurants and that type of thing. And I think, you know, like it'll kind of like remain to be seen how immediate those effects can be and I, I really hope that they are but so yeah I don't know I feel like it has been weird because I I am such like a I don't love like sitting down and, like setting you know super specific goals that I feel like bound by but I do like the practice of goal setting I do too and we've talked about that so many times so many times podcast. I totally whenever I think about goals I think of that one episode we did where we sat down and like we actually like put them down I think we even did it in a blog post mm-hmm. and we like put down our goals and they were so crazy it was so different and we never did anything about them but it was like a, it was interesting and it's always interesting it's to look back and be like, wow, remember when like you were going to get your PhD and I was going to like become a registered dietitian? Like, yeah, you know, it's like this interesting snapshot into like what your priorities are. And I think that setting those goals and then, and we've talked about this a hundred times too, that like not achieving a goal can kind of be as enlightening as achieving it. Yeah. And I always, I just have to give a shout out to the community too, because so many people in our podcast community gave me advice. I remember back when I was talking about getting a PhD or not getting a PhD mm-hmm. and so many people helped me with that decision. And I just want to thank you. You know who you are. But it's I mean this community has been like so helpful in a lot of the things that we do. I think one of the first things I want to do when we are able to like do stuff again, I want to recreate the February trip to LA and go Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? I know. And I want to see the waiter and I want to see Pat Oswald. I'm gonna like text not text, I'm gonna like tag Pat Oswald right. and be like meet us at Matza. <laughs> But like at the same time, part of me is like, I like I need that moment to just live as it I is know, in my memory. I know. 
But can we go to but, LA at least? Yeah, we can at least just go to LA. <laughs> I just want to go to LA so bad. If you're in Los Angeles, please send me some pictures of Los Angeles. I know. I love there, it so much. Somebody posted something on my Facebook feed last night that was like, if the pandemic suddenly, if everything suddenly went back to normal at 3 p.m. today, what would you be doing by 6 p.m.? Oh my God. And I was like, I would do, I would go to a restaurant. I'm like I would just like call yeah. all my friends. Yeah. And like, you were kind of joking about that last week. You were like, I'm going to go to like, I'm what were you saying? A dance You're floor, go, like, a sweaty dance floor. Right. Like, five different bars. So many people. I'm going to go, I'm going to take, I'm going to rent a limo. Yeah. <laughs> That's so 80s and 90s. I'm going to rent a limo. I'm going to rent a limo and I'm going to get all my girlfriends. We're going to get in that limo. We're going to drive around to the bars and we're going to act like we're 20. It's fine. I'm so excited to just be around sweaty, dirty people. Yeah. Get and it I'm out like, of my I system. I want to go to like five different restaurants with five different groups of people and just be like packed into some like oh. happy hour And situation. I would just probably start hugging strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I did that in my 20s anyway, so why not? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Um, I know it's, and I like, you know, up until recently, that kind of thought of like, what would you do would kind of stress me out. Cause it'd be like, I don't want to think about that. Like, I don't want to like even open that door in my brain. I need to just like be here now in this moment of like not having those options and like be okay with that. Like if I was constantly dwelling on the things that I wish I could be doing, it really just made it harder. And like, right. there were even sometimes, you know, like when you and Jess and I got together in her yard that time over the summer and like ate ice cream sandwiches, that actually, that the rest of that day was really hard for me oh. because it was just this like feeling of, it really made me confront how much I hadn't been able to do that type of stuff. Right, right. Or it made me confront like, how you're not able to do that yeah yeah how like the stuff that I wanted to do was so not available to me right and at some point over the summer too Brandon was like I was having a really hard week and he's like you know what do you need and I was like what I need is not something that I can get like I you know like I need to be in groups of people and like while that sounds very kind of abstract and non-specific like that's truly what I've been missing is just this feeling of being around other people casually and it's community too it's like Mm -hmm. I was listening to a Brene Brown podcast episode her unlocking us which is great if you haven't listened to it and she had this pastor on who was like community I mean that's the whole point of church too of like going to church it's communing it's being with Mm -hmm. people it's worship it's faith it's all of that the importance of being with people who are doing that is so so important and I feel like we can do that outside of a church building at a bar where people are just enjoying life enjoying friendships or you know at restaurants people enjoying company enjoying a meal maybe it's a birthday meal maybe you see someone get engaged like all these things of life that are so cool we're missing Mm -hmm. out on and we're just so isolated I know that's stating the obvious but I feel like that's such an important thing that you're saying is like just be the option to be around just the option to do that and like the option to do it without having to like worry about it so much you know and it's like even if you are doing that like I read this you know tweet that I think is a joke obviously but it's kind of true is it's like going out during COVID is sort of like having unprotected sex like it feels good at the time but then you're worried for two weeks the two weeks after (laughs) my favorite is the what have I said this recently the the one where it says um coughing in public is the new shitting your pants in public yeah (laughs) I know. I read the one that too. That was like I. You used to cough to cover up to to cover up a fart. Now you fart to cover up a cough. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> but like 
you know, so, but I think that yeah. all that to say that like, it does feel, even if we realistically could still be a year out from sort of like enough vaccine distribution or whatever that people feel comfortable. And again, like, you know, I know the vaccine, people kind of feel worried about it. I did uh, some research. I mean, I don't want to say research. My own research would mean reviewing, you know, primary sources and analyzing them with scientific expertise that I have not done. I have reviewed other resources that I respect who have done research. Yep. And I think that's really important because a lot of people say like, well, I'm going to do my own research. Like, are you? Are you, just are you going to go collect paper? unbiased data and then <laughs> analyze it using your sci- the scientific method? Oh, okay. If that's not what you're doing, then you're not doing research. <laughs> You can go, you know, review other people's research. That's fine. So I've reviewed other people's research and had a lot of people point out some things to me in my personal Instagram about, you know, like the timeline of the vaccine. Because that was my biggest question is I was like, do I really want to get a vaccine that's been developed so quickly? It feels so rushed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people pointed out like, actually, you know, the timeline of normal vaccine, the normal timeline that we see with vaccines has less to do with the fact that like you quote unquote shouldn't be able to do it this quickly and more to do with the fact that usually it takes years to get get the right funding and grants and also to do the research that like if you you know to get a vaccine for something that's not doesn't have high community spread it's really hard to do the clinical tests because you have to wait for like people to be exposed when you have something that has a really high rate of community spread like we do with COVID the clinical trials can obviously happen a lot faster Mm -hmm. and then you know the people who are like well we don't have any long-term data on this like that's not something that they ever do for vaccines. They mm-hmm. never look at long-term data right. before they release a vaccine. And so I'm not going to convince anybody who's an anti-vaxxer to like be okay with this vaccine. And like, that's not what I'm trying to do. But it was just very interesting to me as someone who generally accepts vaccines, but had this question mark around this one of like, is this something that I would get? I'm not mm-hmm. in a high-risk group, but yeah. I spend time with people who are in high-risk groups. Is this something that I would, what's my comfort level with it? And that just made me feel better to realize that, you know, this is really a best case scenario, not a like suspicious situation. Mm-hmm. It's that the funding was there, the global cooperation of pooling resources and expertise was there, and the circumstances for quick clinical trials were there because of high community spread. So like once I kind of thought more about that and heard, you know, read more about that, I felt that helped me. So if you're yeah. listening and you have had those same questions, I would recommend that you, you know, look into that as well. One of my favorite people to follow is Science Sam oh, on Instagram. Sam. She's I think she's in Canada and she has she's a PhD um and she's just really great at breaking things down into like layman's terms. Okay, before we move on, let's talk a little bit about our favorite sponsor, Blue Blocks. Favorite. And it's the holidays. You get a gift. Sponsor, Blue Blocks. I thought it was so funny last time when you were like, the holidays are right around the corner. You know how you hate it when people say like, let's dive in. I hate it when people say the holidays are right around the corner. I'm like, <laughs> Can I say it again? So, no, please don't. No, but the holidays are not far away. It's almost them. It's almost you the H-word. You wouldn't say it's around the corner. One could say, but we wouldn't. (laughs) One could, but we won't. So go to blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. Do not pass any corners while you're doing that. Don't go around them. Pick yourself out some blue light, some blue light blocking glasses. Pick some out for your friends. Pick some out for somebody in your life that you love, whose eyes and brain you want to help protect. These are such great, high quality lenses, high quality frames. There's a lot of different styles to choose from. They have kids' glasses. You can send in your own frames if, for some reason, you just like love, love, love your frames and want to get some blue light lenses put in them. You can send them in. You can 
use discount code JOY, which will get you a discount off your purchase. And also for every purchase that you make, they will donate a pair of eyeglasses to somebody in need through their nonprofit partner. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So go check them out. We always say this, that they are based in Australia. So it's not like a two-day shipping Amazon situation. And you get what you pay for. They're a little bit pricier than the stuff you're going to find you know, in the drugstore checkout line. But they're wonderful. I wear mine all the time. We get posts from you guys all the time of how much you love your blue blocking glasses. And you guys are always like, I didn't know what you meant when you said that these blue blocks were what you, you pay for. But as soon as I put them on, I realized what you're talking about. So blue blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. Discount code is joy. Thank you for supporting the brands that support our podcast. Podcast and tag your photos because I love to see you wearing your blue blocks. And I got to say, they look great on you. Yeah. Talking great. to you. They look great on you. Um, everyone looks so good. It looks so cute. Great styles. Thank you for supporting the podcast. It's a small little thing to just help our show. All right. We have a couple options here. Do you want to do some voice memos or do you want to do some new Chuck Klosterman questions, which are my favorite? Oh my goodness. Okay. So let's start with a couple of questions and then, but I do want to get to the voice memos. They're great. Okay. I like ending with the voice memos because I feel like it kind of like ends like, on a nice note. It really does. It could. And these are, so Chuck Klosterman, if you don't know, is a writer and I can't say as much about him as Scott would say, because he's Scott's one of Scott's favorite writers. But he did this box of questions called Superthetical's 50 new questions for strange conversations. And we've done this before, but he came up with a new set of crazy questions. And so we are going to um, read some of them. Oh, here's one of his bios too. He's the author of Hypertheticals, Eating the Dinosaur, Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs, But What If We're Wrong, Raised in Captivity, and Chuck Klosterman X. He's a great guy. Okay. Okay. One of Scott's like weird, cool indie things that he likes. Okay. So this first one is, um, it's called, this is the smartest person you know personally. Okay. It's a little long, but these are worth it. This person asks you to chat about something they insist is important. The beginning of the conversation is confusing. Their language is filled with technical jargon and references to books you have not read. However, as they continue, they make more and more sense. The person seems to be making an argument about logic, truth, and how information should be processed. What they're saying is compelling, entertaining, and sensible. But the conversation ends with a curious twist. The reason this person is telling you all this is that they are now convinced that the earth is flat and they can prove it. By the way, I did this for you, Claire. The person goes on to explain how they've been writing about this theory on the internet and have now been asked to appear on a popular TV news program where they will debate traditional scientists about the shape of the earth. They're excited about this, but also nervous. (laughs) They ask your advice on whether they should make the appearance. What do you say? (laughs) And this is the smartest person I know, theoretically? Yeah. This is the smartest person you know personally. 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 And the books, they uh, their language is filled with technical jargon. They have books that they've read. And what they're saying is compelling and sensible and entertaining. Until you realize what they're talking about. Until you realize what they're talking about. (laughs) This sounds like a cult follower, like someone yeah. who's like, this is this great. This sounds like a cult. Hey, Call girl. Dad, you're in hey, a cult. girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> just wanted to reach out. You're, I see you're killing it lately. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my God. And they want me to tell them whether or not to go on the No, yeah. I would tell they them ask, no. They ask your advice on whether they should make this appearance. Joy, you know me. If somebody asked me that, I'd be like, no, you're on crack. No, I would say no. You can't go. <laughs> it's social suicide. <laughs> You can't join the mathletes in social suicide. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I, on the other hand, would probably say, go for it. Because I, I love a good debate. 
and I love watching people debate. So if this person, but this is somebody that you care about, you don't want to watch them make a fool out of themselves. This is the smartest person you know personally, not someone you care about. I would say, but the smartest person I know personally is like one of my close friends. Like that's, Mm, I would say, are you sure you? I would, I would be like, hey, do you want to do some like some deep meditation on this? I would, I would say, go for it because I'm like, go ahead, go get in a debate. Maybe we'll all learn something from it. I would be like, you don't want to out yourself as a crazy. And I mean, so when you say the smartest person I know, I, my automatic assumption was that this is somebody who like I'm close with. Okay. Because like I know smart people, but I'm not like super close to them. But they're like a good acquaintance. And I think they could hold their but why own. why would they be asking my, my advice if I wasn't close with them? Okay. Oh, that's fine. But like the smart people I know... If I, they were like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'd be like, if that makes you happy, go for it. But they're not saying that. They're saying, <laughs> do you think I should do this? I still That's would say yes. I would say yes. They're excited, but they're nervous. Okay, so that kind of, I mean, I'd be like, just make sure you're prepared to have a really tough no, conversation. I would be <laughs> like, don't do this. This is your, like, look around you. How do people feel about people who think the earth is flat? It's a joke. Yeah. You're going to be made a joke of. Believe what you want in your own life, but, like, don't go on TV and debate that the earth is flat. I hope we have a flat earther listening to this I so really much. Do. I really do. <laughs> They're going to be like, Claire and Joy didn't make me feel accepted in their community because I think the earth is flat. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Okay. And um, my advice to you is don't go on television. Don't go on television. Don't go on television. <laughs> Yeah, no, I would say no. Don't go. Okay. This one's really hard. This next one's really hard. This person is someone significant to you. Not necessarily the most significant person, but someone who has played an important role in your life. Imagine that this person has never been born. What are three things about your life that would be irrefutably different? People, people you would never have met, choices you would never have made, experiences you would never have had. Can you think of anything about your life that might actually improve from their absence? Wow. Well, okay. So I was like, okay, I'll just use you as this example. Okay. Like you're someone who's important in my life. You know, you might not be the most important. I mean, I'm not Brandon. Like, I don't bring you I mean, coffee. Brandon the most important? No, you don't bring me coffee. Um I mean, so like, that's pretty tangible Yeah, that, you know, I wouldn't have the podcast. I wouldn't have done all the things that I've done on the podcast. I wouldn't have done any of those trips or like, you know, probably been like, but like, I would have more free time. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I probably would have like found something else by now to do. Yeah. Maybe continue your blog. I loved reading your blog. Right. I might have kept blogging. I might have become like a, because I was an early adopter blogger. Yeah. I mean, you might be like the most famous meme curator by now with all your free time. Yeah. The person, okay, so when I was thinking of this, I thought immediately of my sister best friend that I like literally have known since birth. Mm -hmm. But then what I started to think about was like, like a significant thing in my life was my... (laughs) my college boyfriend, I would have never, I've never would have met so, oh God, this is so weird. Like I met so many good friends through him, like that I still keep in touch with. Mm -hmm. I would have made a completely different choice of where I went to grad school because he was like, (laughs) I think I've told this story before. He was the reason I applied to schools in Denver. I was like going to go to- No, you haven't talked about that. Oh yeah, yeah. He- And I swear, guys, like, it's fine. Like, but this really was like, really the one that not got away, but really- Is this the guy who's now like a cattle rancher? No. Oh my God, no. (laughs) He was was, like a boyfriend when I was 25. It was like- Got it. A year. Okay. Um, But this was like a very significant relationship when I was in college that like broke my heart. Like, heart hurts for a long time. Like, 
had a hard time getting over this for a long time. Okay, big heart owie. Big heart owie. So he he and I were dating like, oh, it's like such a, it was such a funny thing. He and I were dating. We, we were roommates. So I lived with three guys. Remember I told you this story? And mm-hmm. I, we started dating, but we didn't tell our oh, roommates. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It was okay, a totally yeah. Monica and Chandler thing where we were keeping it a secret because we didn't want our roommates to feel weird. So it was like so cute. We'd like go grocery shopping together and we'd be, we'd be like able to hold hands because like no one was around. He, when we were like going different ways and he was going to grad school, I was like, well, I'm going to go to grad school where you're going to grad school. Like I was convinced we were going to end up together. <laughs> so I applied to all the places that he went to grad school. So I feel like that would have been a huge thing if like I never would have met him. My life would have, I probably would have stayed in Arizona for a lot longer. And then I probably like as far as my actual improve from their absence, like I don't know about improve, but I, I guess I didn't, I wouldn't have like huge heartbreak, but I'm sure I would have met some other dude that broke my heart. Right. Um, totally. Yeah. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. I like thinking about that. Okay. Okay. One let's more. do one more and then we'll do some voice memos. Great. This is a person you know and do not dislike. That's really funny. It's like you don't dislike them. You are granted a magical opportunity. For 24 hours, you will be able to inhabit the body and mind of the imagined person. You will retain your own consciousness and memories, but you will literally be inside their physical being. And you so will. So, like kn- being John Malkovich, basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you will know all the things they know. While this person transpires, the person will essentially be a unconscious, they will have no memory or recognition of what you did while you were inhabiting their body. But there's a caveat. This imagined person will then get to be you in the same way you were able to be them. However, it will be for six months, not for 24 hours. What? You will have no memory of what happens during this period, and it will feel to you as if those six months pass in seconds. Do you still want to do this? What would be the benefit of me inhabiting some random person who, like, I know but don't dislike? Like, that just seems like such a neutral experience to then have someone else live my life for six months and, like, find out every single thing about me? No. Like, there's no... It doesn't feel like me being in someone else's body for 24 hours, like, inhabiting their body and knowing all their thoughts. Like, what's the benefit of that to me? I know. I feel like if this could be a, be a, a famous person, like, for sure, but if it's a person I know. And it's just like so vague. Like you just, you do not dislike them. So it's just like maybe an average. That's a really, like, what would be the benefit of this? You're granted a magical opportunity for just like a vague, I guess it would be the point of this would be for the experience of being in someone else's body is really what it comes down to, right? I guess. Yeah, I just, I don't <laughs> feel like, like that's like... not compelling to me. Like, I don't, I'm yeah. not like that curious about how other people feel or live. Right, right, right. I don't know. I guess what gets me, I would say no, only because I don't want someone else to be me for six months. Like, what are they? Uh, only, no. But I guess if it passes in seconds to me. But like, it doesn't pass in seconds to them. Now this like random person, like, okay, so <laughs> for all of these things, when you've described them, I've like immediately started imagining like, okay, I know like, it's like maybe like a coworker. Sure. Like, I don't want like a coworker to live my life for six months. And then no. now I know the rest of my life. Like that person has like lived my life. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's not worth it. They don't need not. to know my deep, dark, dirty secrets. They don't need to like <laughs> see me naked. Like just even like the basics of this. Like they don't need to like know where stuff keeps up in my house. Right. Like, you know, it's just not. Yeah. They don't have to know that I eat almond butter from a jar. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't just... need to like know, you know, that I keep like my underwear on the left side and my socks on the right side. Like. <laughs> That's not such a secret now. <laughs> well, now you guys all know. Now that. you know. The big but like, you know what I mean? Like those little details about you. Like, I, like that's like, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. Totally. Okay. Okay. Absol- well, that was fun and completely not. random. So, 
This is completely random. Before we conclude, <laughs> let's listen to some voice memos. We wanted to hear from you guys last week about what is something from 2020 that you are going to look back on and like really smile. And it could be a moment. It could be like something major, something minor. So who do we have first? First, we have Tina. This is our friend Tina from New York City, Brooklyn. And um, I met her in person and her lovely fiance at the time, now husband. Wait, Tina, did I meet you before or after your wedding? Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to play her voice memo because she uh, sent it immediately. And it's so lovely. She doesn't say her name at the beginning. That's why I wanted to point it out. Okay, this is from Tina. So, of course, I just listened to the new episode and so enjoyable as always. And the last question you asked just really struck me about, you know, what we'll remember in 2020 and just the fact that I got married and that I spent so much time with my now husband and just the fact that like we just connected so well during this time of just having basically each other. And um, it's just really significant to have someone that special in your life that you feel that it's just going to be okay. Thank you, Tina. I, oh, that was cute. It's so cute. And I have to say, Tina and her husband are like the cutest people in the world. They're so sweet. Both of them are so sweet. <laughs> they're, just, they're just great. Like I just had lunch with them this summer and they were just lovely people. Such they're lovely really people. wonderful. Oh, Tina's such, wonderful. She's such she good people. She has sent me like tie-dye cookbooks tie-dye. and Harry Potter coloring postcards. She set. got me the book, the Antony book. I don't even cook, but she got me the yeah. signed Antony cookbook. I'm like, this is, I just have it in my house. It's so great. Thank you, Tina. And you're the best. This one is from Sarah. Hi, Joanne Claire. Sarah from Portland again. And my silver lining is um, parent-teacher conferences. I'm a teacher and through our contract, we work two consecutive 12-hour days of back-to-back parent-teacher conferences, and this year I got to do all 24 hours in pajama pants and no bra. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You go, Sarah. I hope no one from your class is listening. (laughs) I hope they are. For the parents. Yeah, I hope you are. Oh, that's so great. Okay, this is from Nikki, who is one of our... I've met so many great... We've met so many great people through this podcast. Oh, I cannot say enough about you guys. Okay, this is from Nikki. It says, hi, ladies. If I recall, Clara had asked for a silver lining moment of the year. It brings me great joy to think about being at Disneyland two days before the shutdown for what they thought would be two weeks, but still has not reopened. COVID was just starting to be in the news, so I was a little nervous to go, but I remember feeling that not only is Disney the happiest place on earth, it was quite possibly the cleanest place on earth at the time. We grabbed some ice cream on the way out that evening. I sure hope we get back to times like those. And then she attached a really cute photo of them like going down, like I think it was like Magic Mountain or something. It's so cute, so cute. Thank you, Nikki. Let's all go to Disneyland or let's all join and meet at a dance floor somewhere when this all <laughs> comes out. Okay, this is from, oh, this is from Caitlin. Hi, Joy and Claire, this is Caitlin from DC. So responding to your question about a good thing that happened in 2020 was that my fiance proposed to me 
And the part about the proposal that really gets me looking back is he proposed to me at the Harry Potter play in New York City right oh. before the pandemic happened. Oh and kind gosh. of in the time frame right before we knew this was really going to hit the U.S. hard. So just crazy looking back at the photo we have in front of the marquee of him proposing. We did end up getting married, but also thinking we saw one of the last shows on Broadway and also being in New York City with all those people. And that's just not an experience we can have right now. So that's my good 2020. And thank you guys so much for all that you do. Love listening. Bye. Oh, I love it. I love how so many people are like the your last moment of normalcy totally. before the shutdown happened. I mean, I talk like, about that, that all the always, time. <laughs> we all we talk about it so much that like I I mean, I was in Anaheim. You know, we shut down a hundred thousand person, not hundred, but like an 80,000 person trade show the night before I was supposed to start and oh, I will never you know, forget that I will never I forget mean, when never. you're like I'm so scared and I was like you're gonna be okay and you're like really scared to fly yeah it's like I'm freaking out <sighs> and then yeah and I feel like it's just like this is interesting to like hear I feel like that will be a unifying thing that we all talk about forever is like what was your last what do you remember what's your last memory yeah of like pre-covid times yeah of the before times mm-hmm. I just want Nancy Silverton on now to be like do you yeah. understand how much you mean to us with Do you understand the meal and the restaurant experience we had? And I just, I still want to find that waiter. I still want to so much. Michael, if you're listening from Matza and you're the waiter, I remember his name is Michael. Okay, last one. <laughs> this is from Laura. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Laura from Minnesota. And I'm calling to share my silver lining of 2020. So at the end of April, I had my very first baby and she's just, the best thing ever. And in a normal year, she would be the best thing ever, but especially this year with everything that's happened. Um, I had her at the end of April and that was the height of the pandemic. So there's a lot of uncertainty and it was really scary bringing a new life into the world at that time. Um, but luckily everything was okay. Um, and we brought home a beautiful, healthy baby girl. And uh, I'm so lucky to have uh, such a great family that was able to support us from afar. I mean, she still hasn't met some of her family yet, but we got a lot of support in a lot of other ways. People brought food. They brought gifts. I have so many hand-me-downs. It's it's incredible. And so whenever I'm having, you know, some sad feelings about how this year has been, I just think back to that and how lucky I am to have all these wonderful blessings when I've lost a lot in this pandemic as well. So that is the bright spot, and I hope you guys can find some happiness in this year as well. Thanks guys. Bye. Congratulations. I love all the people who had babies this year. Cause like that's scary alone, but like during a pandemic with everything else you're having to deal with and like everyone's in masks cause you can't like have people around and only your spouse can be in the room or whatever. Like, I feel like that is just, all of that is just really scary. So thank you for sending that. Congratulations. Cause I know a lot of listeners have had babies this year. So congrats. Or you got yeah. engaged. Like really big life moments this year, like you go. Right. Life goes on. Life goes on. All right. What's the question for next week? Okay. So for next week, our question is going to be sort of the opposite of this week's question. And, you know, I think that this year, again, like we've talked about, has looked so different from everybody, from some people whose lives pretty much look the same to other people who have lost so much. And we would really like to hear from you guys, what is something that you lost this year? And 
tell us maybe just a very short sentence or two about why that thing or person or experience that you had to cancel was what it meant to you. And we just love to give you and provide some space for that. So again, this might be harder, but try to keep it under a minute long. So rehearse what you're going to say ahead of time, maybe write it down, you know, and and just give us a, a short snippet into why that thing or that person or that experience was meaningful to you and what it means to your life to have, you know, to have lost that or have had to cancel it or have had to lose it. So send us a voice memo to this is Claire at gmail.com. You can also just write us an email. You can go to our Instagram, which is at Claire underscore and click the contact button, which will allow you to leave a Google voice message. Um, when you are making your voice memo, hold the phone to your head like you're talking on the phone. And yeah, definitely for this one, I can definitely see some getting a little bit longer than you maybe anticipated. So think about it ahead of time, write something down. And we just want to hold some space for you guys to leave a little moment of recognition of something that you lost this year. We're here for you. We're here for you. We're looking forward to having you guys share those really important moments with us. Maybe it's like a ceremonial thing that we can all do and like burn something. (laughs) Like put it... Not start a fire. Let's not talk about that. I mean, like, I'm not talking about like ex boy, like bad ex boyfriends. No, I'm but just like about, something like, that was struggle. You know, that like we yeah, like, collectively all recognize that it was hard. Yeah, and you know, if you just need a place to kind of put that, we are here for you, and we want to hear about it, and we want to honor that thing with you. Yes. So thank you for listening. Don't forget about our sponsor, Blue Box B L U B L O X dot com. Discount code is Joy, and we will talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.